to Next Generation Podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me to this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today my guest is Kelly Simmons, MBE, who is FA Director of the Women's Professional Game. Thanks for joining me today, Kelly. Can we start by you telling us all why you chose a, a career in sport and how that started out and how you started out on that career? Well, I've always had a passion for football, um, big football family, so all fans. I uh, wasn't allowed to play as a girl. Uh, my generation, it was uh, netball and hockey. So I didn't get a chance to play until I went to university. But um, even at a young age, I thought it was such an injustice that I couldn't play. It wasn't fair. My brother was allowed to play the sports that were on television football particularly, uh, cricket, rugby. Um, so, yeah, and they were the sports that I wanted to play. Um, so I had to go to university. went to university, uh, ended up being captain uh, of Warwick University. I got my coaching qualifications. And uh, I didn't plan a career in sport, to be honest. I uh, It was luck. Uh, I was um, about to go back and do a master's in social policy and got a chance to take a year out to run all the sports um, activities at the university which I did, um, and then decided I loved sport, uh, loved providing those opportunities for people to enjoy sport and all those wonderful benefits that we know, uh, particularly passionate about football and wanted to give this generation of girls and women a chance, I suppose, that I hadn't had. So, yeah, it wasn't planned, but um, no regrets, 30 years in. <laughs> um, have you... I know you've always been a football fan, came a football family, but what football team do you support? Uh, well, you see, I have to try and be neutral um, with the job at the moment because I'm a director of the Women's Professional Game. And of course, we've got a lot of big clubs in there, but uh, I think everybody who knows me knows that Liverpool is my team. My mum's from Liverpool, that side of the family. Well, Liverpool, my dad's side, we're all Arsenal fans. I sided with mum, so uh, Liverpool it is. Are they doing pretty well? The the men uh, did really well last year, obviously won the Premier League for the first time in a long time. Um, the women uh, got relegated out of the Women's Super League um, and are in a bit of a sort of a, a transition phase, uh, looking to to sort of reorg- regroup and, and come back. So, uh, yeah, contrasting um, times for both teams at the moment. Well, let's hope the women get back up to the Super League. Um, I know you went to Warwick University. Sorry. Warwick, um, how important do you think it is to go? To go to university? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's everybody's individual choice, isn't it? And um, in, when I went, um, we didn't have student fees. So um, I worked, my mum and dad helped me a little bit. I had to work um, part time all the way through university to sort of pay my accommodation. But we didn't have the debt um, that people have to come out with now of fee, if, uh, all the student fees. So it was probably easier for me. But I, what I would say is if you have the chance to go, it's a wonderful opportunity to meet lots of people, learn lots of things. Um, and you've always got that on your CV, I think, you know, and I've seen people um, shortlisting for jobs. And, and some people do look at the education, you know, and and where where that person's been and what they studied and, and what grades they got. And, and nobody can ever take you know the experiences away from you and, and the qualifications away from you. So I had a wonderful time learnt loads and it set me up for life really and for my career so um, I thoroughly recommend it. Obviously we have all been hit by Covid with shops only just reopening. 
How have you had to deal with the COVID-19 issues? Uh, it's been really tough for football. We um, In the Women's Super League, uh, when it first um, really hit, you know, COVID hit, we terminated our season, so we didn't complete last season. Um, the players uh, were really concerned about playing when everybody was in lockdown. We It would have cost uh, a lot of money that we didn't have at short notice to test all the players. Um, a lot of work to convince everybody and to put in place sort of an environment that was safe. So we, in the end, we and we ran out of time really as well to complete the season. So we terminated it. But then this season we've come back. We've managed to raise, thanks to the Premier League and the government, uh, nearly three and a half million to test the players every week. Um, we've worked with the clubs to, you know, with their doctors to put COVID secure uh, training environments in, make sure we do everything possible to uh, to keep that safe, you know, keep it as safe as possible for the players. And we are two weekends, two weekends from completing the season. We're nearly there. So um, it's been worth all the sort of hard work to, to get through it. There's a lot of talk about pay quality generally. How, how well do you think women are catching up with men's salaries and getting those top jobs, especially in sport? I think football... Um, is obviously uh, probably significantly behind other industries in terms of equal pay um, because the salaries of the top male players are so astronomical um, and that the TV contracts for the male game, you know, the top level TV contracts are worth billions of pounds um, wow. and the women's game is only really just starting. So um, I think it's been well documented We've just on a TV deal for around between seven and eight million pounds a year. Um, and that sort of shows you that, you know, whilst we have now got professional women's football, it's only been fully professional since 2018. We're on a journey to, to grow revenue, get more money in. Um, so I think it's very marked. Um, but there are lots of women coming into the industry, men's and women's football, and, and, and working at the top level. We've got female chief executives of, of some of the big clubs. We've got more women on the board. We've got women, you know, in refereeing coming through, in coaching, um, etc. So more and more more women coming through. And I would, you know, urge women to come and work in the industry. It's a fantastic industry to work in. It's a huge industry. And whether you're interested as a doctor or in marketing or playing or there's so many different roles. So I'd, I'd really recommend it. Well, women's football is developing pretty fast with the WSL now on Sky and the BBC. How are the FA promoting women's football? Well, you've just mentioned one of them. So we've got a new strategy out, uh, Inspiring Positive Change, which is um, our strategy for the whole women's game. Um, if I sort of break that down really quickly into the big priorities is to get um, every girl in school to have the opportunity to play football if they want to, which is in partnership with Barclays, who are our sponsors. Um, we've got a big investment in lots of local uh, young girls football clubs specialising in under 11. So the Wildcats programme. Uh, we obviously are investing in the Women's Super League and the development of professional women's football. We're investing in England. We want England to go on and win a major tournament. We've got home Euros here in England next year, which is a wonderful opportunity. Um, so, yeah, we're investing in lots of areas um, of the women's game to sort of grow it and develop it. I know you have two rescue dogs, Rufus and Ginger Rogers. Um, why do you think it is better to adopt a rescue dog or a rescue animal instead of like buying a dog from a breeder? <laughs> uh, 
Well, this is the top question of the day. This is you're obviously doing your research. Uh, yeah, I have got two rescue dogs and um, I think, uh, again, you know, it's a personal decision, but there are so many dogs across the world that uh, need love and attention and homes. And it breaks my heart to think um, the, the start that my two had was absolutely terrible. So um, Rufus was uh, abandoned on a busy road to be run over. He was an absolute bag of bones. So I just think um, if you can give, you know, animals, those animals or those dogs in this case, a, a home, then, you know, we, we should do that rather than just breed and breed and buy from breeders who are making money. But that's my personal view. Um, what breeds are those dogs? They are German wide head pointers, though they're rescued, so I'm not sure whether they're 100% or not, but they're 100% perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, when we look at social media, which I know plays a huge part in everyone's lives, what advice would you give girls, say, my age, about how to use it and not to use it? Well, I think yeah, it's a really great question, and of course it's very topical at the moment because we're about to have a social media blackout next weekend where all of football is coming together to not use uh, social media because we want to send a real a strong message to Facebook and Twitter that um, we think that they can and should do more to tackle uh, sexism, racism, homophobia, um, abuse online. So I think uh, my advice would be um, absolutely use it and enjoy it. Remember that um, once you've tweeted, it's, it can always be there and always be traced. So, you know, be respectful, be courteous. Um, and polite um and don't sort of try and hide behind behind your tweets because yeah you go for a job eventually and somebody will find them the media will find them um so um you know but it's, it's the right thing to be respectful anyway but i think um you know remember that they once they're out there they're, they're always there and i think if um if you're getting uh abuse uh, i've changed my settings so i can only see messages from people i follow because you can imagine working for the FA, you can sometimes get quite a lot of abuse. And I found it quite tough sometimes to read it. So to sort of protect my mental well-being, I changed my settings. And I think, you know, be brave enough to, to do that and block out block out the nonsense because, you know, we're all better than that. And we don't have, have, to, have to put up with it. <laughs> have you had any mentors or have there been anyone in sport that you particularly admire? Oh, lots, lots. Um, I think uh, as a, an athlete, um, probably the Williams sisters, because they are just phenomenal and have just won everything and completely dominated their sport for so long uh, and are you know, incredible role models. Um, I think of, of everybody, maybe Billie Jean King, because, you know, she was hugely successful. She obviously... There was the battle of the famous battle of the sexes, but she's went on to be involved in really important legislation and lobbying in America for uh, better opportunities for girls, uh, girls and women in sport. So she's been a real sort of advocate uh, of women's sport post her successful career. So um, so there's there's a couple. There's probably probably uh, probably lots more out there. Now, um, I have to ask, who is your favourite football player? Maybe not in... Liverpool itself, but just generally. Hmm. Can I have one for the male game and one for the female game? Sure. OK, thanks. OK, so female game, although I was lucky enough to see Marta, who everybody probably would say in the women's game is uh, well, it's probably technically the best female player ever. 
played for Brazil. Um, I saw him saw him in the World Cup, her play in the World Cup for Brazil when they beat America. She was phenomenal. But I think my favourite female player is Kelly Smith. I absolutely love watching uh, Kelly Smith when she played. Um, probably the best, certainly the best player we've uh, ever produced. Uh, and then on the male side, uh, I'm going to cheat and go for Kenny Dalglish to Liverpool, who, um, when I was growing up and I was a young person, he was the person that I liked to watch the most and used to try and practice for keepy uppies to be and to kick the ball against the the, uh, the garage door, hoping to be able to play like him. One last thing. How did you feel when you found out you had been awarded an MBE and did you get to meet the Queen? Uh, it was Prince Charles, although I did get to meet the Queen later on at a garden party as a sort of a thank you for some other work. Um, how did I feel? I was, um, uh, my dad was alive then. And so um, I just remember thinking I was, I was more pleased for my mum and dad, really, um, because I knew that they'd be really proud. And my mum still got my MBE and I gave it to them when I got awarded it. Uh, and she's she's still got it. So um, I was just really pleased to sort of, yeah, make them proud. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Kelly. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their careers. Keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcast as I talk to many more brilliant women. Thank you to our sponsors, Haynes Watts and Levi Strauss, for their amazing support.